Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver, Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solve. This is another episode in Real People, Real Stories, Real Value. And um, I'm really looking forward to this one for a whole host of uh, reasons. It's um, I've never met this, this chap before, uh, up, until about, um, up until about 36 minutes ago. And ordinarily, when I meet somebody for the first time, I have a five or 10 minute conversation and then hit record. But we've had a 36 minute conversation and uh, it's only time that is making me hit record button now. So without further ado, Mr. Dave Scholes, how the devil are you? I'm very well, thanks, mate. Thank you very much for the invite. No, honestly, it's uh, it's the the, uh, the pleasure is all mine. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation for a, a lot of selfish reasons, which we've, which we've touched on um, yeah. already. We've got similar journeys, motivation, stories um, and stuff. But for those people who don't know who Mr. Dave Scholes is, who is he? And how has he got to that seat today? So, yeah, um, I am Burnley born and bred um, for, for my sins. Uh, something I'm, I'm extremely proud of, to be honest. I, I, love, I love the whole Lancashire roots thing. And I think it, it's really helped with, with, with kind of where we've gone and where I've gone on my own personal journey in many ways. Um, so to get to where I am today, quite a random journey, really. Um, and I've only probably realised over the last few weeks and months how all this journey has kind of linked up and gone, wow, that, that, that now makes sense, which you, you sometimes only do, don't you, on reflection. So I, I had a creative design business, um, started it 18 years ago now with, with my younger brother, very much working in, in that creative field, got a little bit bored of it all being about pricing and not about people, um, and, and got the opportunity to move into the charitable sector. A friend of mine was setting up a charity, did a lot of what a lot of charities do and got a lot of good people in, got some funding to do some delivery, didn't think about anything to do with marketing or creative. And he said, do you, do you want to come and help us out a little bit? I'll get you back in front of people, which is the thing that I love. Um, and and you, you'll be able to do this, the stuff that you do. So, yeah, absolutely, 100%. So got involved with this charity and, as is my way, went absolutely all in. And within about six months, I was doing the marketing side of things, but I was also doing some delivery um, with a project that they, they developed in and around basically a personal development program for lads linked to football. And that was the hook. It got the lads in, but it, it was about getting them back into work, getting them back into housing. And we, you know, we were working with ex-offenders. We were working with recovering um, addicts. We were working with lads that were homeless. And, and I had this really strange world of like B2B creative marketing and crisis support and just weird like you talk about now how on earth do you do this those two things and it just it just seemed quite normal at the time and in the midst of doing that i i lost my best mate to suicide 10 years ago best pal from uni and as most people saying around these scenarios the last person that you would have thought on the planet uh, that would, would take take his own life and 
absolutely honestly, Lee, it, it knocked it knocked me sideways. And and I spent probably a couple of years navigating this personal journey of everything from grief and loss to blame to to not really knowing anything about mental health at all as most people didn't 10 years ago um and and did the usual stuff you know went went to see a gp first gp i ever saw told me that i love snowboarding so i should go and enjoy my life and i kind of walked out of the surgery going hold on you were meant to fix me that's not helped um but was really fortunate to to go back into great family and great friends who just kind of went look i'm here for you let's go out for a beer let's grab a coffee or kind of came back and went oh actually i know somebody that does this element of counseling or does this and there were these people with all these kind of skill sets or, or options or people that i knew in the nhs that kind of gave me some i guess alternatives to that really negative go out and enjoy your life you'll be right kind of thing i was like yeah. right okay and in the midst of all this helping these lads that i was helping was really benefiting me and, and a lot of the stuff you know although it's crime or whatever it was that was bringing them into our world, the reality was that mental health was sitting somewhere underneath that, something in the past or some sort of trauma or some sort of loss. And I realised that for me, sitting with lads in doctor's surgeries or, or you know, navigating the journey of somebody that's sat in your office having self-harmed and having to navigate the NHS stuff, I was not only upskilling myself, in some of this stuff because i had to as a decent human being you've got to do something but it was helping me as well and got this element of going you know you can be struggling yourself but you can also be giving out and it's like this two-way street all the time there's, there's people in a worse situation than you that you can help but you can also be helping yourself by helping them as long as you're looking after yourself in the mix so very very long story short about two years ago, I thought, I need to do something with this. I've built up all these great contacts. I've built up a lot of information around well-being. I feel really comfortable now. If anybody came into my, my world and had something going on, I could point them in the direction of a potential solution. And not say that this will definitely fix you, but with experience and with other people's experience, saying, you know, this, this might be something that will help. And I thought, that's that's quite powerful. That's because it's personal, because I've been through it myself, actually, if I can do it, you know, standard lad from Burnley, surely anybody on the planet can can navigate some of this stuff. So, yeah, set up this business two years ago, set it up as a social enterprise because we wanted to do some free stuff and make any link into this world of mental health accessible. Yeah. Um, but wanted to do it differently. Wanted to be about culture change, wanted to be about conversation, didn't want to be a tick box exercise for business, didn't want to be, let's just train Barbara in HR to, you know, be a mental health first aider. And then she's got to go and deal with 40 blokes in manufacturing that have never talked about this stuff. I thought it's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than workplace well-being because people go home, don't they? They've got families, they've got friends, they've got community. Yeah. And yeah. and some of this mental health stuff isn't it doesn't necessarily, you know, manifest itself in just bad stuff. Sometimes it's the stresses of marriage or kids or moving house that, that can be the tipping point. I thought I've got I've got to do this in a way that is is me. And 
as I said to you earlier, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely 90s music, football, Adidas trainers. I thought, that's how we're doing it. We're going to do mental health with an element of three stripe and the swagger of Liam Gallagher. That's, that's how we're doing it because our whole approach is if we just educate head and we don't switch heart on a little bit, then you're just a book on a shelf, aren't you? You know, you, you've got to be ballsy to say, I'm not doing okay. And I'm the same for a mate that's struggling. I thought that that's it. It's, it's the conversation I had with pals over a beer, over a coffee. And them saying, I don't really know what you're going through, but I'm here for you, pal. But I thought that's as important as all the professional support that we've got. So set up this business called Mindsight. That's what we did. Um, and it, it was flipped on this idea of, you know, hindsight was the thing that I struggled with. The what ifs, the maybes, what conversation could I have had? And our tagline is flipping the focus. That's what we want to do. We want to flip the focus on mental health so it becomes part of the conversation that you would have on the terraces at foot, that you'd have in a cafe, that you'd have with your mates in and around everything else, not just bring it in when we want to do a workshop or bring it into a workspace. Um, so we did that, set up brilliantly two weeks before a global pandemic. <laughs> uh, couldn't do any of the stuff we wanted to do. We'd planned some brilliant stuff for the workplace and for education and for, for charity. That was all about going and being in front of people because that's that's how we felt that this would work. Yeah. And genuinely, mate, again, threw me for a, a two or three weeks where I sat there and went, I feel like this is the thing that I'm on the planet to do. You know, it's legacy for a mate. It's making something positive out of this horrendous situation. And all of a sudden, I can't do it. And then, you know, the top five tips for working from home appeared and everybody was going digital. I'm going, I don't want to just be a digital business, although there will be a part of that. I want to be about people. And these tips were appearing, thinking they're not that relevant to me. Yeah. You know, whatever was the top five tips for working from home on a Monday, by Monday afternoon, I was like, they're no good to me at all. Yeah. Maybe other people are going through some of this stuff. Maybe we just need to talk about it. Maybe rather than trying to provide everybody with the solutions, we should start asking some questions. So I thought, right, what's helped me? A brew or a beer. So half nine on a Wednesday morning came up with this idea of this thing where we just gathered people on a Zoom space because that's what you did. I thought half nine Wednesday morning, beer's probably a bit early. We better, <laughs> we better go with the option. So we created this thing called Roast and Toast. Very simply, roast of a coffee bean, toast of a beer. That was as complex as it got. Yeah. Invited everybody that I genuinely had met over the previous 12 months into this space. Wellbeing experts, doctors, my mum and dad, mates, anybody I could think of and did this, mate. I just told my story <clears throat> and thought it would last three or four weeks. You know, it'd just be a place for people to unpack some stuff. And we did it quite creatively. You know, we, we brought some topics into the mix and, you know, we'd talk about courage for example and it'd be you know be be less lion from the wizard of oz be more liam gallagher and it was all about getting on your yellow brick road and, and taking that first step and you know be more ian brown less charlie brown and that that was all about fear and <clears throat> people were coming in going, what's this got to do with well-being but they were 30 minutes into this session before they went actually we've covered some deep stuff here haven't we without really knowing it so 76 weeks later, we're still oh, doing this thing. Um, and it's just reshaped the whole structure of, of what 
we do, you know, we sit in the well-being space. We we sit alongside yoga and suicide prevention. That's how vast this this space is. And I spent a lot of time trying to be probably something that I wasn't thinking. I needed to be an expert in the same way that everybody would would see an expert. Do I need to do counselling? Do I need to do, you know, do I need to become a psychologist or something? And then actually, what I realised was that this was the strength of what we got. It normalised the conversation. It it made things real for people because I was just a normal lad that was going, well, I didn't know anything about this either. And this is what I did and this is how it helped. And what I realised very quickly was, as soon as you start, start telling a story, it gives other people licence to tell theirs. And the power of the solutions that we bring, you know, we've got this space now where people are going, it's changed my business, it's changed my life, it's changed my marriage, it's my counselling. I'm going, crikey, it was just an idea I had on a Tuesday night that we did on a Wednesday morning. But it's because people's stories, people resonate to them, don't they? You know, people don't necessarily relate to the circumstance, but they relate to the journey from A to B. You know, our stories are very different. But the journey of recovery for us yeah. is extremely similar. And, and, and we both, you know, when we chatted for that brief time in 30 minutes, we're both nodding and going, we're the same person here. I mean, in, in many, many ways, you know. And yeah. what we did was we brought in football and we brought in family and we brought in what you're having for tomorrow night's tea and all this kind of stuff and just normalized it in the conversation. Um so again, just, just to kind of finalise this last little piece, we got to a point about six months ago where we were starting to have these conversations with businesses and we could do this again. And the stumbling block was a lot of the decision as to whether we could go in and support people within a workspace was, was down to an MD or a couple of people at the top that were facing their own challenges. You know, they had a business to keep afloat. They had marketing to redo. They had people on furlough here and they had people in the office there and they were saying, yeah, we need what you do, but let's just wait until the end of the year and see how people are getting on. And I'm going, I think that's a bit risky. Well, we, we can't just step into anything yet. And I went, right, we can't not help the hundred people in your staff team that might be falling apart on the decision of whether you can or can't afford it. We need to get to them. Yeah. And, and the underlying element of everything that we've done as, as mindset was around this thing called six degrees of separation, if you've ever heard of it. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, me coming from Burnley, I, I thought it was just something to do with Kevin Bacon films. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. like every actor's six films from Kevin Bacon. I was like, right. And somebody, somebody said to me, oh, yeah, you're a bit like the six degrees of separation, aren't you? I was like, you're really selling this short, Sunshine. I've worked really yeah. hard on this. Yeah. And, what I realised was it actually is a real thing. I think Microsoft have worked out that everyone is connected or separated from anybody on the planet in, in 6.7 conversations. I just love that. You know, when, when I spoke to uh, Andy, who you, you had on as a guest a, a few weeks ago, um, my first thing that I said to him was, I want to save the world. And he kind of went, all right, okay, I'll help you with that if you want. And I love this idea of being able to help anybody on the planet in six conversations. It just right. felt a little bit negative calling it separation. So we went, right, six connections. What if that's our thing? That's our world saver. But how do we make it more localised? Well, what if everybody we speak to 
we encourage them to go and have six positive conversations with colleagues, friends and family around this whole topic of mental health. And it might be something I've said. It might be just to say to a mate, look, we're doing okay now, but if we're not, come and speak to me whenever you want. Can I come and speak to you? And in my very simple Burnley head, I thought, if we deliver this, you know, in a workspace on a Friday morning to 20 people, they all go to the pub on a Friday night and those 20 people speak to six of their friends in that environment. All of a sudden, this whatever we've done suddenly helps 120 people. If they yeah. go and speak to six and they go and speak to six, actually this saving the world thing isn't as daft as it sounds on, on the surface. So I thought, right, how do we make this happen? So I thought, beer and coffee seems like a good idea. I know they're not necessarily great for mental health in many people's opinions, but for me, it was really helpful. You know, having a brew or a, or a pint with a mate was, was fundamental to, to my health. So I thought, what, what if we just create some products around conversation? So very Northern, you know, tea, biscuits, coffee, beer, let's not mess yeah. around with it. The things <laughs> that we love chatting about that people can just send to a mate and go, look, it's not about mental health. It's not about this. It's about how you're doing. We haven't spoken for ages. We've been sat on Zoom for donkeys. How, how can we reconnect? I thought, oh, that's good. Needs to be a bit better than just a beer and a coffee. So we stuck a QR code on each of those products. And the QR code basically goes to a website of help and support. So the idea being that it's not just for the person that's struggling. We've kind of put ourselves in the mix of going, Let's create some support for the mate that wants to help but doesn't know where to start, doesn't know how to start the conversation, doesn't know what to look for, doesn't... Because it's not usually the person that's struggling that speaks out. It's the mate that notices something different. So that's all we've done. We've created this site of scenarios. You know, my mate's gone really quiet. What do I do? My mate's mentioned suicide in a text message. I'm not an expert. What do I say? And we've partnered with people that provide the professional support. So all the signposting links are in there. Yeah. But it's fundamentally, you send your mate a beer. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing great. I'm not doing great. Whatever in between. And you've got this conversation. So we've had this tagline of real conversations powered by mates, which is the T-shirt element. Yeah. And it's just taking it to a different place, fella. It's, you know, these T-shirts, people are wearing into gigs and all that kind of stuff. And, sending me photographs of them with random strangers just wanting a photograph with this powered by Nate's concept because it means so much to different people. You know, we're not talking about mental illness here. We're talking about creating something where you can be mentally and physically well, whatever you're going through. And there's nobody on the planet that doesn't do better with the mates around them. It's, it's such an easy concept, but... Often it's the last place we go, isn't it? To our yeah. mates, we've got professional support, we've got all the stuff in the work and all that kind of stuff. When actually, what I've realised is that when people start to talk about this stuff before it gets to crisis level, you start to have a bit of backup. You start to develop this, you know, team of connections. And we have this logo. The logo is really simple. You've got a dot in the middle, six dots around the side, and they're all they're all connected with a line. And you can be in the middle sometimes, you can be on the outside sometimes, but either way, there's this two-way transaction. Yeah. And that's that's our approach. You know, you can be falling apart and you can give a bit out or you can just take in. Or actually, if you're on the outside, you know, you, you can give a load back. So 
that's been a really busy 18 months for us, mate, to be honest. It, 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 it's, been, it's been crackers in all the right kind of ways. Um, but it's just been about, I mean, even, even today, you know, connecting with you has come through somebody else that said, Lee, you need to speak to Dave. Dave, you need to speak to Lee. Yeah. That's simple, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? You've got that. Completely. It's, it, it's brilliant. So, yeah. Wow. In a, in a very long-winded way, mate. Sorry, is why no. I'm sat no, 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 I don't apologise at all because I think there's so much in that, so much in your journey of the last 10 years or the last two years. Um, I think I think it's bloody amazing. It's so powerful in, in what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. Connection is is key in, in all of in all of this. And I love the fact that how you, you join in all of this, all of this together. It is it's 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 a simple concept, but not easy to do, is it? Um, no, and, and- yeah, and it, and it is, and I think I think that's the key for it, and I think it, it's the genuine bit about it. I think that's the thing that's really sat in our favour. I can't fudge this. I can't make up how much this matters to yeah. me. Um, and I think what you realise is when you start to make those connections with other people, they've got the thing that really matters to them. Yeah. So they become the strongest voice in their story, whatever that is linked to. So you create, I mean, people have said, it's like the Avengers, isn't it? I'm like, I don't want to go that Marvel, but yeah, yeah, yeah it is. You're creating this team, aren't you, of people that aren't just telling my stories. You know, everybody has their own version of Three Strike. That's, a, you know, you don't have to be wearing Adidas and talk about you know, the Storm Roses all the time because yeah. you've got your own version of the story that impacts the people that, that you work with, you know, we, we started this roast and toast thing. We just started another one on a Monday evening and it's delivered by two people that could not be more opposite to me, but they do such a great job with it because they've brought in the people that resonate to them. So one yeah. guy's an ex headmaster. So he's bringing teachers in and he's created wow. a space where these people can at half six on a Monday night and just come and breathe a bit. And I'm going brilliant. That, Cause that, this makes it, never ending because anybody can pick this up and, and do what they want with it in the area that it matters to them. It's so, it is so powerful. You got, I mean, I've got all sorts of thoughts going through my mind and questions I want to ask you. But when, when we, um, when we first spoke, I, um, right at the start of the, the original hour, uh, I, t- I shared the story of Chris and uh, Chris being my best mate, uh, lost three years ago. And what he was brilliant at, he was every Wednesday night for the last 15 years, we would go to a pub, um, the Herrick in Leyland. It was originally yeah. that's that's where it was because yeah. uh, when he moved out uh, that side, we all. Got but he was brilliant at connecting people. So he'd be somebody from his work, um, me, one of my other mates, and then other people. And 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 what? But but it needed that. It needed Chris to connect yeah. people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and without Chris. Um, I wouldn't have had or wouldn't have some of the friends that I've I've got now because we still meet on a Wednesday night, um, not as frequent for the last 18 months because of different pub closures yeah. and all of that stuff, but we, we still meet up together. And and it's an eclectic group of lads. Yeah. There's, somebody, there's somebody for everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. But but it's 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 Chris who who brought these and, and what what it sounds like you're you're providing the the platform, or not necessarily the platform in terms of like technology and stuff, but the you're creating the reason to connect. Um, yeah, and, and it, and yeah, and it is. 
Yeah, yeah and I think I, I, I've probably underplayed how powerfully simple it is. Because I think, I, 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 you know, when, when you've spoken very briefly about Chris, I'm like, I think we'd have just got on. I think we'd have just, yeah. you know, because it is very similar. I, I've got this, I've got this thing where I think maybe because I'm coming at the industry from a, a different way to maybe some people are, you know, I'm not, I'm not a well-being professional. I'm not, I'm not sat in that space where I'm a counselor or where I'm this thing that people already have a stigma attached to, you know, I'm walking into a room as, as me. Yeah. And all already the, the guards down a little bit for people. So it, it does allow you to connect because, you know, in this arena, we we've had, you know, you've got your preconceived ideas. You walk into a room and you talk about well-being and everybody thinks fluffy and floaty and bean bags and you know, yoga. You talk about mental health and everybody thinks clinical. And there's so much stuff in the middle of this that people unfortunately aren't willing to embrace or talk about because they've already got this preconceived stigma. If I talk about mental health, well, all of a sudden I'm not going to get promoted. My boss is going to think less of me X, Y, and Z. If I talk about well-being, people are just going to think I'm some sort of hippie. I'm going, it's not that. All of those things work in small ways or large ways for different people. Everybody's mental health journey, like everybody's physical health journey is different. Yeah. And from my own experience, what I needed on some weeks and what I've needed on others have been totally different. You know, I've, I've, I've done everything from the counselling to the medication to the breathing exercises to just going out and batting myself about down a mountain on a snowboard, all of which help. You know, I, I, I wouldn't at any stage go, having a pint with a mate is less important than having a conversation about medication. Now, I know professionally that there are elements that have really helped me in that point of view. But even with the best support and best professional care, you've still got to go back into life, haven't you? You know, yeah, I've, I've talked a long time in this going, there's no such thing as workplace well-being, which is absolutely controversial in our industry because everybody's going, well, let's do workplace well-being. I'm going, how can you? Because you go home at five o'clock and even if you have the best workplace well-being, if this isn't considerate of the rest of your life, right, okay, and there's only a certain budget in that workplace. Why, why are we trying to put square pegs in round holes? This is, you know, this is the employee engagement program. This is available to you. Brilliant. You've got 100 members of staff. There is no way in the world that every one of those 100 members of staff on every day of the year needs the things that you've provided. Because yeah. they need their own plan. They need their own thing. They need their own successful stuff, as well as the stuff that they need to turn to when it's not going great. Yeah. And, and it's just... It's a weird industry. It's such a weird industry. You know, the amount of people that I was saying, they've kind of bought a pair of flip-flops to walk up a mountain. They've gone, well, well-being, what, what's what's at the top of Google? We'll buy that. Brilliant. Well-being. It doesn't work like that, does it? Because it's, no, it you know, the, the, way, the way you dealt with, you know, the grief and, and, and going through the stuff you did with Chris will have been totally different to all your mates. Some stuff will have crossed over. Yeah. It's your own journey, isn't it? How, how can you, you don't do it with anything else, would you? You wouldn't, no, I agree. It's different for everybody, isn't it? You know, you've got the, the fundamentals and the basics, but it, it's such a unique thing because it's your brain, isn't it? It's your yeah. mind. It's your so yeah, uh, I, I think that's so, why we've tried to make as individual as possible. So powerful, so powerful. And I I, I love I, I love what you stand for. I love the I mean when when I talk about um my myself and my journey and, and stuff, I feel a little bit guilty at times. 
Um, because because I, I would swap in an instant Chris to be back here and me not to be um, delivering some of the stuff that I deliver oh, um, using yeah. using using Chris's lesson. So oh, I feel yeah. I feel guilty at times. It's kind of like this uh, this balance. And we and we spoke just beforehand that um, that that delivering the courses and and talking about Chris um, really selfishly for me is other people get the benefit of the three of the three uh, Chris's three lessons and all of that stuff. But for me, I don't have to feel the way that I felt at that same time again because I'm keeping his memory alive. Yeah. Um, is there an element of that for you? 100%. I, 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 would, I would do the same. You know, if you gave me the choice, Ian back today or helping a load of people, and that that's very selfish from my point yeah, of view. Yeah. I would take him back tomorrow. Not, not a doubt. Not a doubt. But I think, you know, from my point of view, it's, again, it's back to this storytelling stuff. You know, for some people, that story needs the introduction. For other people now that have been on this journey with me for a while, I've got to a stage of going, it's not about the past now. It's about chapter four and chapter five and, and how we can use that legacy element. But there's that selfish bit in me, 100%, and, you know, I I had the it was the ten year anniversary this year back 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 in September, sorry of last year and it was the first year probably since Ian's died that I got through the day without it being horrendous and I got to the end of the day going why has that happened and I felt quite bad because I I I'd almost built it up to be this thing where I was going right today I'm going to fall apart that's it I license to do whatever I want. However it happens, if I'm staying in bed, I'm staying in bed. If I'm getting up, I'm getting up, whatever it looks like. And I'd almost created the space just to give me the space to breathe. And I got, got towards the end of the day and thought, it's not, it's not been that bad, that. And what I realised was, for the first time probably ever, I've talked about him every week at least once or twice yeah. for about 12 months. Yeah. So that grieving bit that, as you know, you know, as the years go on, it, it kind of pockets itself into certain days, birthdays, you know, graduation, all those kind of things that were relevant, big events for us as mates. It pocketed itself and just manifested in this one bleh, kind of scenario. And what I realised was I was just unpacking it. And as I was unpacking it, I was helping other people. So I was getting a positive response back. From, and all of a sudden... My, my head just flipped around going, this isn't a negative story anymore. This isn't a bad thing anymore. This is just an introduction for me to use that brilliant individual that should still be on the planet but isn't to help other people. And it, it was quite releasing, mate, in, in, yeah. in many ways. You know, there's still the triggers, of course there is. There's... You know, there'll be times when I'm driving in the car and, and a song will come on and I'm, I've gone, I'm done, I'm, I'm, I'm out of action for, for a period of time. But actually, as a, as a, and, I, and I loved that, that, it, you know, my grieving wasn't now linked to a day or a certain number of days. It was actually as positive as it was negative because it, it suddenly became this story that was helpful. It was like I've gone, right, chapter one, the end let's let's take it and you know like in a book where you, you go back over little bits don't you oh, do you remember yeah. in such and, and that's that's what it feels like now i just tap into it 
But every now and then, I get to tell the story. Yeah. Like today. And I love it. I, I genuinely love it because there's a bit of me, as I'm telling it, in the back of my head's going, oh, I remember that and I remember that and all these kind of things, which is, yeah, yeah. selfish, but the best kind of selfish, I think. It, no, no. It's, self, it's selfish self-care, isn't it? That's, that's the only way I can describe it. Yeah, no, it com- completely is, completely is. On the 28th of this month, it would have been Chrissy's 43rd birthday, and I got a message last night on WhatsApp going, um, Chrissy's birthday meal. And and for some people, um, they will, on the anniversary that he passed, his birthday, th- those are the two things that they'll do through the year. Yes. That, yeah. um, and they don't have the opportunity, like I do, to talk about him at such with such frequency. Yeah. Um, and I think this is this is why I love and resonate so strongly with what you're doing with the Powered by Mate stuff, because you're creating the spaces for people to have more frequency to talk about the things that they need the support with. Um, and, and that's why I that's that, that's why I love love what you're doing, because that's the thing that's that's helped me in in, in self selfish self-care. I, I quite like yeah, that yeah. phrase actually. Yeah. Um in, in doing that and, and creating using Chris's three lessons and, and stuff and, and speaking about them at such frequency, that's what's got me through it and yeah. it's got me out of yeah. out of my head and into the real world to be able to deal with it. And, and yeah. that's frequency, what... I think frequency is such a strong word because again, you know, in in the line of work that we're in, you know, you 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 often with with well-being and mental health, certainly in the workplace and things like that, you, you get like this little window to operate in. You know, somebody's coming in and delivering a two-hour session on such and such a day, or you've got an hour's counselling or whatever it is. You might just not be in a space where you're ready for that yet. Or, and that might be your only opportunity. And I'm going, that can't be right, can it? You, you, yeah. And it is that, you know, the, the benefit of, of you and I going through this frequency thing, it, it's got to be the solution. You know, I, I remembered going back into to some of the stuff that we've delivered, you know, I often get rolled out into businesses where they go, right, we're doing a health and wellbeing week. All the women are chatting. We've got them sorted. There's no problems, but the lads aren't talking. Will you come and do something? And I'm going, right, okay, yeah, very stereotypical, but it's the facts. That's how it is. And I started off doing these things, lovely PowerPoint presentations, and I'm just going, I don't like this. It's not, it's not me. It's not our work. So I started just to go into rooms and telling my story. And you could see people dropping in the seats, you know, because I mentioned suicide and I talk about medication, I talk about counselling. They're uncomfortable topics. But gradually as you unpack that and people start to resonate with a story and a real person, that you know, people rise in the seat a bit, there's a few questions come through. But the power of it is whoever's in that room has suddenly got licence to talk about that stuff at any point. Why? Because I've created the space where if they never speak to anybody else outside of this room, Everybody in that room knows what everybody else knows. Yeah. Um, and everybody in that room is responding and going, well, actually, it's great to talk. And I'm going, right, okay, well, if you're saying it's good to talk, do it. And, and it's not, again, it's not a complex thing, but you get people switching on, you know, going, actually, I've, I've, got, I've got an ally here, haven't I? Because in that room of 20, there's usually somebody that you're a little bit closer to. So we're not saying go and speak to everybody in that room, but, but our philosophy is, this can't be fixed by the boss at the top. This is fixed by the person that you sit next to. Why? Because you know how they came in on a Monday morning and you know how they left on a Friday and you know about which footy team they support and you know about the family and you know about the hobbies. So you've got license to speak to them about a load of stuff before you even need to talk about any tough topics. And, and you've got a response in there where actually as, as mates or as colleagues or however you want to look at it, 
you've got some license just to approach some of this stuff without it being a HR, without it being a one-to-one, without it being all these kind of, and, it, and it's natural, isn't it? You'd, yeah. You broke your leg, you'd walk, you know, you'd walk in on crutches and people would talk about it all the time. That's, that's all we're trying to do. It, it's, you know, that's the philosophy. How can we get out of here that nobody can see into here and out of here, really? That's, yeah. that's it. And it, it's as much about educating the person that is the listener to appreciate that you, you don't have to be the fixer. That's not your job. You might just need your ears to, to to let somebody unpack and you might need to respond to it, you know, but the majority of support that I, I provide personally for people that, and this has been a really interesting one over the last six months, you know, people have contacted me gone, I, I, I've heard of your name through somebody else and this has happened in my workplace or whatever. It's, it's firstly about making sure that the person they're talking about is safe and, you know, there's not going to be a crisis in there, but, Primarily, my role is to look after the person that's been brought into that situation. Why? Because I was the person that was brought into that situation, you know. And it's, you know, it's talking about the the things that maybe you need to say, or or, or just reassuring people that these are the options and these are some solutions, and this is how you care for yourself while you're caring for somebody else. And yeah. it, it again, it, it's something that's be- become natural to me because I've done it so often over ten years. I've realised actually that's that's the powerful thing. I can tell people what I did. It doesn't necessarily mean it was right, but it's an option for them. And it provides, you're almost walking the steps before them going, you know, this is the question you need to ask in this scenario. These are the numbers you need in your phone. All of a sudden, you've got this massive toolkit of options going, right, back to the Avengers. I can save the world a little bit. I've got, because I've got some backup. I've got somebody I can ring. I've got something I can do. And yeah, it is. So looking after the mate is, is huge. It's a huge thing for us. Yeah, completely. What do you think Ian had said to you No. It's funny, right? Because um, I I chatted to his sister, Lords. His sister, I mean, I, I he has a younger, a two younger sisters. So I, I met them, you know, as you do with with uni career. He lived down south, so I'd go and visit, and I and I knew these two girls relatively well. One was a lot younger, one wasn't wasn't too far off his age. And and his older sister, Louise, um, she she writes a blog called Beyond the Black Dog, and it's brilliant. She's a stunning writer, but she's she's written about her journey dealing with going through what she went through as you know losing a brother and and I've I've been really conscious throughout all of this to to consult with them as a family because I'm going right I'm about to you know produce a beer that I'm basically piggybacking off you know the back of this thing which is piggybacking off the back of this tragedy are you all right with that and and she said to me a few months ago she as we launched the beers she said he'd be so proud mate I said, I said, go on. She said, you've just produced a beer in his honour. Which, which mate on the planet wouldn't want their pal to produce a beer for them? I went, you've just simplified everything. Because of that, in that step, she said, it, it's so focused on him. It's so focused on this. I mean, even to the point of, I needed to do a lager. Why? Because he just drunk crappy like Carlsberg all the time. That's what he drunk. <laughs> I'm going right. I, you know, I'm quite into artisan beers, so I wanted a beer that my mates would love, and we we created an IPA course we did, and we did this this other option. It just wasn't quite right. She said, "I know how much time you spend creating something that you knew he'd like, yeah. and you didn't even want that, did you?" I was like, "No, not really," but it, it just felt right. So, 
Yeah, I, I think I think he'd love it. I think he'd I think he'd like to be part of it. That's it's, it's like what people say at funerals, isn't it? Oh, they'd love to have been here. It's almost yeah. like that. I'm going. It does feel like a bit of a waste because he, he he would have been the first absolute cheerleader on this. He'd have been. He wouldn't have had a clue what was going on in the nicest possible fashion. Yeah. But he'd have, <laughs> so that was him. He just yeah. you know he just barreled through life and. You know, we, we had we had some brilliant, brilliant times, but it was like I, I was the common sense to 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 his just loving life. You know, I, I when we first met, I mean, it, it, it is it's a cracking story. Like it's, it's how we first met, and we, we were at uni first first day, literally. And I, I was quite a nervous eighteen year old. He'd just been round Australia with his mate. You know, we, we were chalk and cheese. I was quite insular, really. And we stood, we stood in this queue waiting to register. And uh, he just turned around. I mean, he, he was a big lad, massive lad, so full on cotton. And, and he turned around and went, have you got a pen, mate? And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> have a pen, have my bag, have my wallet. And, and about two minutes later, he just turned around and went, you're all right, mate? I said, yeah, I'm all right. He said, you, you just look a bit, you look a bit nervous. I was like, well, yeah, I've crapped myself because you're, you know, six foot, six foot wide. He said, uh, he said, it'll be all right, you know. I said, right, okay. He said, yeah, just, you'll be fine. I said, none of us have done this before. He said, and you've got to look on the plus side. He said, I haven't even brought a pen with me. And I was like, and, and just for that first week at uni, he just knocked on the door. You know, I'm going, I'm going for dinner, mate. Do you want to come? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going this nightclub's on, this do's on, do you, do you want to come? And I'd not I'd not really resonated up until very recently just how much we complemented each other. Yeah. And it and again, those nice bits when we talk about the story, you know, that that's the stuff I talk about a lot more now. You know, this this relationship that started with just the lad turning around, going, have you got a pen there? And it's back to that connections thing, and it it doesn't need much, but that's that's what it was, and and his genuine ability to turn around and go, you don't look quite right. I have no idea who you are, but listen, I'm going to ask if you're all right. And genuinely, because of the kind of character he was, you know, I'm going to do something about that and make it better for you. And I thought that's it. That's the ethos of what we do. And I'd not really thought about it up until more recently. I went that that's it. The whole thing's modelled on that one transaction, which daft as it sounds, is the pen bit in the middle. You know what I mean? You've got two people, and that hand, that exchange is something physical. I'm going. I don't know. I don't know whether this is coincidence or whether it's you know a faith thing or whatever. But it's just like you know, from a creative marketer's dream. That's like my brilliant. We've got a story to go with the logo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and I love that because the powerful stories come back, don't they? The, the things that you've missed that somebody else brings up about your mate sometimes further down the line. You go, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And, and again, power of story, yeah. isn't it? Oh, no, it completely is. Completely is. I resonate with, with so much, so much. I could talk to you all day. Um, is, do you have a pen as a, as a product? No. Do you know what? It's funny that somebody said that only last week and went, you should do pens, shouldn't you? I was like... Yeah, that's that's next. We'll, we'll, we'll do a pen. And it's great because it's an easy win, isn't it? I mean, yeah. well, you know, at least they didn't hand me anything expensive. But I yeah. think that that's <laughs> isn't it? because there is something in that, isn't there? That transactional thing. 
of going, yeah, that there's a story attached that, you know, we've never wanted to do products for the sake of doing products. We want to do products that are attached to something conversational. And actually a lot of what we do is writing, you know, we get people to write a postcard to themselves. So when we do some sort of delivery, you know, what, where do you want to be in 12 months? What do you want to achieve through what we deliver? But what do you want to achieve as yourself? And there's something really transactional about writing that that thing down. So, yeah, I, I would expect pens to be on the market within the next <laughs> six <to 12> weeks. <laughs> no, amazing, amazing. And 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 what is your dream in the next twelve months? Where would you like to take this? What would you like this to be? It's it, it's such a common question that um, I feel it, like I, I feel like I should change it. No, sorry, though. Oh no, it's all right. No, because I like it. Because no, it, it's good. Because because I, it makes me think about it. You know, like in business, it, it's it's almost that question of going, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? And I think over the probably the last month, we, we've had a, you know, being very honest, we've had quite a, a stressful time as a business. We've flexed so much in the last 18 months. And, you know, we've gone from this thing that was effectively delivery into a space to this Powered by Mates t-shirt that's now getting photographed on social media and gigs and stuff. And I'm going... This is us. This is our routine. Yeah. How do we take all this and make the story really logical without it being about me having to do everything but the strength of the story, you know? So my, my absolute honest dream with this is that I want to take this six connections thing and, and make this into a, a people-powered partner business that has massive growth opportunity. We, we know that this works on a local level. We know now that the beers that we produce that just sit in a nice little shop on our page are selling and they taste great and people are using them to connect with mates. And I'm going, what if this was on the shelves in Asda or Sainsbury's? What if Brewdog, for want of a better name, were doing this? And, and I didn't want to produce something that was just a token gesture. You know, we, we, we always talk about sitting somewhere between the campaign and the counselling. So, you know, that the heads together stuff and the ask your mate twice, they're all brilliant and their awareness, of course they are. But if you ask your mate twice and he says he's not doing all right and you don't know what to do, it's just a campaign. You know, heads together sponsoring the FA Cup final, brilliant. Nobody was talking about it really on the Sunday. I'm going, it can't be that. It's got to be about more than the product. But in my very simple head, if we had six breweries, that were making six beers on our behalf, that all had QR codes that went to some support that was passionate and, and linked for them. Brilliant. That's what I'd do. I'd do the same with six coffees. I'd like to work with six different businesses for, for marketing, for promotion. I'm almost trying to remove myself from the business as soon as I can, which sounds ridiculous, but I want to do this. I, I want to sit in front of and stand in front of as many different audiences I can and talk about this because this is what I'm passionate about. The other stuff really is just a route for other people to start telling the story. And I'm going, if this is bigger and wider, great. I'd love six celebrities linked to it, not because I want celebrity status, but I'd like six people that this really matters to, to get behind it. Why? Because they've got more reach than I have, you know, and, yeah. and that's it. About reach, I, I don't want to be, and I've said this from the start, I've no intention of wanting to be a multimillionaire. I'd like a multi-million pound business 100%. Why? Because I help more people. 
I've, I've not I've got beyond that. I've got I haven't got that dream. I haven't got that vision for, for me personally. But the more we make and the more product that's out there, the more access people have got to that space when they need it. It's just like you were saying before, access to space, the more creative we can be with that, 100%. If I could stick a Powered by Mates on a pair of Adidas 3 strap, I'm done. I'm out. That's me. That's me. That's me over. If that yeah. happens, yeah. I'm walking away, <laughs> mic drop, job done. But it is, and, and that's, and, and there's, you know, there's some slightly selfish stuff in this. I, I'd, I'd love to have that. Why? Because it, it matters to me. I, I love it. I'd wear it and I'm going, right, how, how do we create this? And, we, you know, we're starting to bubble around on the small scale with a couple of guys that are doing, you know, a fashion brand linked to mental health. Right, partnership, we're stronger. I was chatting to you about three or four guys we start to do some podcasts with linked to, to kind of beers and all sorts of stuff. I'm going, six of those, wait a second. That's our six connections in the world of podcasts. That's our six connections in the world of merchandise and product. It just seems natural to me if i'm this thing in the middle that helps people to connect why not do that with everything we do across the board just makes you stronger doesn't it it, it reaches it people that i would never reach you know i wouldn't have met you other than somebody else connecting us together yeah i just think it makes sense so that's what we're going to do so bigger better that's that's the dream yeah no i love that yeah, 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 yeah. Fingers, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, the other one I'd really like is, you know, like sponsorship on footy kits and all those kind of things. Why? Because that's that's where I am. You know, one of the things we're talking about is QR codes, which we do in, in labels of clothing. Well, if that's on a footy shirt, you know, because that if, if we can conquer professional sport, I've said professional sport, education and construction, if we can crack those three areas, I reckon we can crack anything. So, you know, you don't know who's listening to this stuff, do you? That's the, that's no, the great no. thing about the podcast. You don't know who's on the end of the phone. No, no, correct. Yeah, correct. So, I mean, my mum might get in contact. My mum might... Brilliant. Mum, that would be, be great. If she wants, if she wants <laughs> 6,000 pens, I can sort her out. <laughs> so, if you could choose one new connection to come from this conversation, who would your ideal connection be? Wow. That's a new question, isn't it? It's a great question. It, it, it's an absolutely selfish response, uh, but I also think it'd be a brilliant response. I, I would go Ian Wright every single day of the week. I'm a gooner, so... Oh, are you? There aren't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you might just see over the shoulder. There he is. There he oh, is. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've always... Probably first hero of anybody in the sporting world was, was, was right. But I think the more I've watched and listened, I just like the, the non-footballing Ian Wright. I, I like the, the fact that, you know, he's got a story and, and, and the childhood wasn't hundred percent. And there's all this other stuff. I saw the, the thing on TikTok the other night about when he, when he met his old teacher that he thought was dead. I don't know whether you've ever seen the clip. No, so he basically, they end up bringing this old teacher in. So basically the, the, the sports teacher that told him that he could achieve and he could be what he wanted to be. You know, you know, like the old school wow. sports teacher that stuck an arm around the kid that was causing trouble. It was this guy, Mr. Pigden, he was called. Never forget. And he br they brought him to Highbury. So it's a while ago. And, and they bring right in and he walks across the stand and sees this guy that he thinks is dead. He thought he died years ago. 
and, and it just it, it, honestly it's, it's worth watching you can find it it'd be, it'd be all over YouTube and it just breaks it down and there's just this level of emotion in it of going you know and, he, and he's there's, there's the hero status I mean I, I say I want to meet him I'd be useless for the first 20 minutes um, <laughs> so I have nothing to say but I've got this thing about people of influence that influence people, you know, they've not got everything right. Of course they haven't, you know, there's, there's so much about his story that people would turn around and go, he's been horrendous at that, or he got that horribly wrong, but nobody gets it right all the time, do they? And I've gone, if I, if I could do this with somebody that's influenced me so positively and, and getting behind this, I think there's a bit of me selfishly going, I feel like I'd have achieved but I also think there's a bit of him that would, would resonate with it because the Powered by Mates thing, you know, the whole David Rowcastle bit where he basically got him a career at Arsenal, looked after him as a big brother and arm round. There's so much that resonates with, with the story for me, yeah. regardless of the Arsenal connection. I just think he walks around in a Powered by Mates T-shirt in a pair of Adidas three strap, I'm definitely yeah. done. That's that that would be. I'm not even sure I'd be able to handle it. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do with it. If that scenario ever happens, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do with myself. That that might be. That might be it for me. I might self combust. That might yeah. be it. <laughs> no, amazing, amazing. I'm co- conscious of the time. I said we were only going to chat for half an hour. It's now it's been about an hour in. Um, Brilliant. Um, but what what are you having for your tea, Dave? I'm having a shepherd's pie. Oh, it's a safe choice for a Tuesday, isn't it? A very safe choice for a Tuesday. And, and, and again, influenced by TikTok. I've, I've got this thing of, I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole of TikTok. It was a mistake. I'm a 44-year-old man. I shouldn't be <laughs> going down the rabbit hole of TikTok. Uh, but yeah, um, Gordon Ramsay this morning was making his perfect shepherd's pie. I thought, that's a winter warmer. So yeah. that's it. <laughs> and I quite like cooking, so it chills me out at the end of the day. So that's it. Gordon Ramsay influenced shepherd's pie. Maybe maybe a cheeky little glass of red. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. And if people wanted to find out more about you, more about what you do, how you do it, where's the best place to go? Uh, what would they find? What would they see? Yeah, so sixconnections.co.uk is the website. So that's got the shop on there. It's got all the products on there, but it's also got the connection stories and the support help as well. So we, we've tried to put it all in one place again with the aim to, to not break these two things up. You know, if you want to buy some stuff, brilliant, in you come. If you want to get some help and support, in you come. That's all there. Um, if they want to contact me, hello at sixconnections.co.uk is the email and sixconnections across the board on social media is is where we're at so yeah we, we're always up for conversation we're also for chatting if people have got any questions about anything we, we've touched on today yeah please please do get in touch and uh yeah have a look for some beers and some coffee send, send your mate a brew they will definitely definitely appreciate it yeah love that i love that i love what you stand for i just want to say thank you to, to you dave and, and ian for, for joining us today on the, on the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. honest. um yeah and, and, and I know that this is definitely not going to be the last time no. that, I, that I have a conversation with you. So thank you so much for your time, sharing your story, being so honest and open and, and just doing what you do. I think it's so powerful. So enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the shepherd's pie. I and, I look, <laughs> and I look forward to chatting again very soon, Mr. Skulls. Brilliant. Look after yourself, mate. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. 
by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, saying you know how to do it is not doing it.